the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. The soul is either walking in truth or it's walking in bondage. The soul is the mind, will, and emotion. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about the preeminence of Christ, which basically is saying that Christ is God, and that Christ came before all things, and that in Him, and through Him, and by Him, everything that exists, all matter that exists, exists through Him. He literally holds it all together, and everything, it says, through Him, Everything exists in the realm or in the sphere of Christ Himself. He put it all there. The condition of the soul has a lot to do with what you believe about the preeminence of Christ. Because here's the thing. One person said, and it's been quoted many times, that God is either Lord of all or He's not Lord at all. And really that is the distinction we make in the mind, will, and emotions. That he could be Lord at church, but he can't be Lord at my workplace. That he could be Lord at home, but he can't be Lord wherever it is that you go and you feel the anxiety and you feel the fears of what man may do or could do to you. You dismiss the preeminence of Christ in your fear. You dismiss the preeminence of Christ in the threats of the day. You dismiss the preeminence of Christ in the things that, that come against you. And they will always come against you. You know, David slew Goliath on the hillside, but he had many brothers. The reality of our life is that problems have many brothers. They never completely disappear. There's always a Goliath on the hill declaring his supremacy in our lives, declaring that he is going to rule over us, declaring that he is going to subject us and put us in bondage. But the truth is that we are to declare the preeminence of God, the preeminence of Christ in the soul, stepping forward in faith, believing that it is God who will bring down the Goliath. It is God who will conquer and rule rule in our lives. It was Jeremiah that said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now that was a declaration against those who'd made other decisions. It was also a determination in his life that says, you know what? The reality of my life is that I am, I am one of God's people and I will not live to anything else. 
I reckon upon the supremacy of my God. I reckon upon the preeminence of my God. And in the new covenant, Christ is not only preeminent, He is not only all in all, but He has created in us a new creation if you're a child of God. He has created in you a new creation who doesn't necessarily always recognize the preeminence of Christ, but literally lives in the preeminence of Christ. The fulfillment of everything that we enter into as Christians is about the preeminence of Christ. You know that every doctrine, every, every element of faith that you and I hold to as Christians can be found at the feet of the, of the doctrine of the preeminence of Christ. It all ends there. The doctrine of His provision in your life. If I don't hold on to the truth that Christ is preeminent, then I have to believe that my circumstances are preeminent. I have to believe that the things around me are what contribute, take away from, or give to me in my provision. But if I hold to the preeminence of Christ, I believe that He is the provider and that He will always provide. If I hold to the preeminence of Christ as He is healer, I believe that He is preeminent in my body and that He is preeminent in my circumstances. If I hold to the fact that, he, that Christ is my protector, then I believe that He is preeminent in my circumstances and that nothing touches me except what He would allow. You see, the preeminence of Christ has such a huge, huge part, in fact, is the whole of what we believe as Christians. It really is. Because, bottom line is, if Christ is not preeminent, then we're all here wasting our time. We're continuing in Colossians, and we left off at verse 17. And I'm going to go over this section again, and it seems like I'm going verse by verse, and I am, and I am going over it slowly. I'm going over it because it is so important that you recognize, that you embrace that you make it part of your belief system. That, that Jesus is not just the God who heals me. Jesus is not just my Savior. Jesus is not just my hope for heaven. Jesus is not just the man who entered into my little environment and saved me out of my circumstances. Jesus is not those things. What Jesus is, is He is preeminent God. He is more than an understanding. He is the person of your life if you are a Christian. And when we look at the preeminence of Christ, we have to look at and say, you know what? The truth is, it doesn't matter whether or not I believe He's preeminent. He is preeminent. How many of you believe in gravity? Now, if you stop believing in gravity, you think you'll float away? No. Listen, Christ is preeminent. The degree that we walk in the truth and the truth sets us free is to the degree that we embrace His preeminence, His sovereignty, who He is. To the degree we resist it and we fight against it it is to that degree we increase anxiety and fear. I look at the Christian community today and I see a lot of man-based approaches to God. And what I mean by that is many believe that their relationship with God is based on what they do or what they know. Many believe spirituality is, is something we get as a reward for diligently seeking or working or maintaining. But let me tell you something. As a child of God, you're not spiritual because of what you do. 
As a child of God, you're not spiritual because of your, your tenacity or because of your church attendance or your Bible reading. As a child of God, you are spiritual because you are a new creation. You have become a spiritual being in totality. Wearing an earth suit. That's who you are as a child of God. You're not going to become more spiritual. You're either going to live to the truth that you are spiritual, or you're going to live like the body is the be-all, end-all of your existence. And every pain and every suffering and every circumstance, the pluses and the minuses of life, will be your roller coaster ride through this existence. But for the child of God who recognizes the preeminence of Christ, recognizing that He is a spiritual being, He knows that this life is all about you learning the truth of who you are. And that the things that we encounter in this life are to expose a preeminent Christ in every circumstance. That we are not victims. We are victors. Victors in the fact of what is that victory about? What is that victory about? That's a side note. That victory is not about us conquering circumstances. It's not about us getting beyond the problem. That victory is not about anything other than us recognizing that Christ is preeminent in wherever we're at and whatever we're doing. That's the victory. You want to know what the victory is when the enemy is closing around us? I am not afraid. For God is with me. I will not be shaken. You may take this physical life, but you won't take my life. Because I am a child of God. I'm spiritual. What are we? We are spirits with a body. We're not bodies with a spirit. Absolutely. That's who we are. Our Christianity is based on the preeminence of Christ. The preeminence of Christ has been passively nodded at in our society. But it doesn't lessen its reality, its truth. You know, Christians are being slowly forced to determine to live by faith in the confidence of this truth or live in fear and unbelief. You know, our Christian foundation as a nation is becoming a memory. It really is. You know, it used to be easy to say I'm a Christian and not really think about what that means other than heaven one day. But you know what? We're coming into a time, and we've been coming into a time, where there isn't going to be any simple way to live this life apart from Christ. Where there's not going to be any way to avoid the reality of your need to walk in the truth of who you are. The days are getting shorter. I'm not preaching end times. That's not what I'm about. What I am saying is this. God has placed you in this time for a purpose. God has placed you in this time for a reason. It is in this time that the lesser man embraces the greatest truth. It is in this time that it's not the great theologians that know it all. It's the man of God who says, I don't know it all, but I know Jesus And it doesn't matter what this economy does to me. It doesn't matter what this body does to me. It doesn't matter what this world declares truth is. I will not stand on a man-centered theology. I will not walk in a man-centered world in my mind. I will stand in the preeminence and in the sovereignty and in the love of God. And I will not forsake that. Because here's the reality. If I walk in that truth, if I embrace that truth, I am secure. I am secure. 
I live in a man-centered world and with a man-centered theology and a man-centered thought process and make my soul completely man-centered, then my life is either up or down depending upon what man does. And this world is just a hell that I pass through waiting to get to heaven. Now, God said, I came to give you life. I came that you might have life and that you have it abundantly. The abundance is the preeminence of Christ. It's recognizing the truth of who He is and embracing it. Nowadays, to stand and declare the preeminence of Christ is considered somewhat fanatical, even in religious community. I'm going to start reading in verse 16. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. I'll be reading out the Amplified. For it was in Him, that is Christ, that all things were created in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities. All things were created and exist through Him by His service, intervention, and in and for Him. And, verse 17, And He Himself existed before all things. And in Him all things consist, cohere, are held together. Scientists think it's some kind of nuclear glue, but it's Jesus. He also is the head of His body, the church. Seeing He is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that He alone in everything and in every respect might occupy the chief place, stand first and be preeminent. Verse 16 makes it plain that Christ is more than the Creator, for it says in Him all things were created, not just by Him. Which means that it, nothing exists apart from Him. Now, if it just said, by Him, and, and I know some of your translations may say by Him, but the little Greek means in Him or through Him. In Him all things were created. Now, what does that mean? If He just created things and walked away from them, then if the creation would be here, the Creator would be over there, and they didn't necessarily have to connect. Only at the whim of the Creator, Right? But when He created everything within Himself, He created everything for what? For Himself, by Himself, in order that He might have a relationship, that His will might be active in that creation. It's not a passive relationship. It is a passionate relationship. That we are vitally connected with Him. All creation is held together by Him. He has a purpose in it. He didn't just come and die for a select group and go on. He literally created the whole of the of the universe. Every bit of created matter matter was created by and through him. We exist in him. Now here's an interesting thing about that. You know, the Christian is the only one that really has a good start into that ministry of the lost. Because the lost, even even the lost, the man who declares there is no God, can recognize, can see, can sense that he belongs. That's why the lost man is so intimate about declaring there is no God. Because he has to declare against something within him. Something within him tells him there's no truth in that. Christian is the only person who can walk into creation and literally appreciate its creator 
in a way that no other person can. Because the reality is that we are in union with Christ. And as we are in union with Christ, the Christ who is in union with us is holding the creation together. Creation was formed and exists in the sphere of Christ. Verse 16 says, All things were created, exist through Him, by Him, and in Him. That's what he was talking about in John chapter 1, verse 10, or 10 through 12. He says, He came into the world, and though the world was made through Him, the world did not recognize Him, did not know Him. He came to that which belonged to Him, to His own, His domain, creation, things, world, and they were they who were His own did not receive Him and did not welcome Him. But to as many as did receive and welcome Him, He gave the authority, power, privilege, right to become the children of God. That is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on His name. Now, it's an interesting thing. He says, you know, I created all of this. I'm holding it all together. Every bit of this came through me. I came down here as a man. The truth of the Father is made manifest in me. I'm walking in that manifestation as both man and as the work of God. And nobody recognizes me. Nobody sees me yet. He commanded all things as was the will of the Father. He spoke to the wind and the waves, and they recognized Him, and they obeyed. He spoke to the body of man, and it recognized Him, and it was healed. He spoke to the demons, and they recognized Him, and they fled. As well said, He stepped off into the water in the midst of the waves, and the water says, I know you lifted him up and he walked upon him he spoke to the water in the jar and said be wine and everybody was amazed but he does it every day in a grape he spoke to the one loaf and many were created and everybody was amazed but he does it every day in a grain of wheat you see he was simply acting upon his father's will And when he spoke by the authority of the Father and the will of the Father, everything was obedient. It was obedient. What was the one thing that was not? Man. Man. We were at Bible study the other night and there was a little illustration given. A missionary was in India and as you know in India there are cows everywhere. And the missionary asked one of his Indian brothers, he said, How do these cows know where to go? How do they know who their master is? And the Indians laughed at him. He said, you know, man is the only one that doesn't know its master. Well, isn't that the truth? It's really what we're talking about tonight, the preeminence of Christ. This same Jesus is before us in all things. This same Jesus presents himself in all things that we might live in the reality of his presence. Colossians 1.17 says, And he himself existed before all things, and in him all things consist, cohere, and are held together. Christ is before all things, not was, but is. That is a present tense, which means he is ever before all things. Now, here's the interesting thing. We talked about this Thursday night, but here's the reality of it. The whole of creation exists within Him. 
The whole of creation is held together by Him. The reality of the child of God is that the creation was formed out of the heart and mind of God to form a womb that the child of God might be shaped and molded into His image to become all that He created Him to be. And as Christ has preeminence, we are formed by the will of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and by us being obedient in truth, we are formed in His image. Now, we don't see that transformation all the time, but the reality is that nothing touches our heart, and touches our body, touches our mind. Nothing touches us except that it is allowed by Him. He's God, isn't He? He has to allow it. Now, when He allows it, what is its purpose? Its purpose is to shape and mold us into truth. Now, let me take it a step further. You say, well, what has this got to do with Him being before us? We in modern Christianity have this perception that when we get into a situation that we pray and we try to pray that God will go before us or that God will be there before us or that God will do a work before us and our perception is that if God does the work that He answered the prayer and that that is what did it our prayer got Him in there thank God He showed up and if He doesn't show up then we either prayed amiss or we misunderstood and man is constantly trying to figure out what the right prayer is to get God to respond to him but here's the reality of it That before the foundations of the earth, that is Him, before, before we were ever formed in the womb, that's Him, before, before all things, our Christ, our God, as says in Ephesians, put together a plan for everyone who would choose Him. A plan not to hurt but to prosper. A plan, He says, I have plans. He says that you may enter into the work of God. Now here's the reality of it. When you pray, what you're asking is that you can see the God who is always before. I didn't have to pray for Him to be here tonight. I didn't have to pray for Him to show up. Because my God is always before me. Not only is He before me, He's holding this place together right now. He has preeminence and there's not a power in the whole of of creation that can stand against Him. My God was here. My God is here. The difference between when I pray and when I don't pray, when I pray I recognize the preeminence of Christ, that He is before me. And my prayer is that I recognize His work in this, in this place. That His will be done. And when I pray His will be done, it's not that if I don't pray His will won't be done. His will is going to be done. He's God. What I'm praying is God, Father, the joy, the nurture, the affirmation of who I am as a child of God is seeing you in this place, seeing you work, seeing the presence and power of your Spirit. That is my nurture. I have bread that you know not of. That is the truth of obedience. That is the truth of life. That He has preeminence. That He's before us. Where are you going to go in this day or tomorrow that, that is daunting? That has struck your heart with fear? What are you seeing in your circumstances that is awakening insecurity and fear in your life? Let me tell you something. You have a God who is before you. He is before you. And he has a plan. And I want to tell you something. His plan is not to hurt you. His plan is to grow you in truth. 
by all that He is going to do in your circumstances. He is before your circumstances. He is in your circumstances. He is preeminent in all things. You see, we don't have any choice as to whether or not God is here. The only variable is whether or not we're going to participate in His presence. That's the reality. And you know, it's the arrogance of man that thinks he can escape God. Because if you can read First Colossians and come up with an idea that somehow you're going to escape Him, I don't know what version you're reading. You're not going to escape God. You're not going to escape Christ. There will be no escaping Him. He is preeminent in all things. But the arrogance of man says, well, I must pray Him into my home. I must pray Him into the church. I must pray Him into this situation. Oh, Lord, please come into this. Lord, come, please come into that. Or if I sinned, I failed, I, I've completely blown it. He's gone. He's out of here. He's just left the building because, you know, I'm such a sinner. Well, don't think so highly of yourself. You don't move the Creator. And listen to this. This will change your theology. Think about this. God is not a responder. He's a creator. Now, I know that does something to prosperity gospel, but it's the truth. God is not a responder. He's not trying to second guess, trying to manipulate, trying to get things shaped in the right place, cleaning up after you, trying to get everything fixed. It says in Romans 8.28 that He will cause... Well, I want to tell you something. He causes all things to work together for your good. And if you go back to Ephesians, you recognize that He is causing it before you were born because He is the before God. He is the I am, not the I will be. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.